This is Nova Church Halifax, where we love God and love people. Tune in as Pastor Mike Miller teaches from God's Word and how we can have a Nova life, a new life. Today, I want to talk on a topic uh, that's been in my spirit, uh, thinking about the season we're in as a church and as a culture and even as a country. I want to talk on this topic today, I'm disappointed. I'm disappointed. You'll see that slide come up today as we talk on this title, I'm disappointed. And uh, I believe today is going to encourage you. I believe today, if you will lean in, God wants to lean into you. And I honestly believe that today when this live stream is done, that there'll be a change. Maybe you're going through some stuff that I believe God wants to pour some courage into you. If you have your Bible today, I want to start reading in Mark chapter 14. I'm going to read some verses in this chapter today. Mark chapter 14. If you don't have a Bible, uh, you'll see the verses come up on the screen, and uh, they're even listing them even now on YouTube and Facebook. But I want to read, start reading in Mark chapter 14. In this chapter, Jesus is just finishing his three years of ministry, really of building. Uh, it's a church plant. He's preparing a church plant. He's preparing a leadership team, and he's on his way to the cross. He's moving quickly to the cross. He just had communion with his disciples. They just sang some hymns and some songs. Um, they just had church is what they did. We're going to start reading in verse, we're going to start reading here in verse 26. If you have your Bible, Mark chapter 14, verse 26, it says, And they sang a hymn, and then they went out to the Mount of Olives. So they had church, now they're going for a hike. That sounds like a Nova Scotian day. Have church, then go for a hike. Verse 27, on the way, Jesus told them, all of you will desert me. <laughs> I just love that transition there. It goes from the head communion, he's washing their feet. He's talking about how he's going to be broken for them. He's going to die for them. This is my body, remember. It's going to be broken for you. They sung some songs, Waymaker, you know, all this. And then they leave and go for a hike. And Jesus starts the hike with, all of you are going to desert me. Doesn't that sound like some of our church experiences? We have an amazing moment in church and then we start arguing in the car or someone just brings the drama on the way out of church. Like, I'm sure the disciples were blindsided in that moment. Don't you just see that? They're like, just had this cool moment with Jesus. This, this, this moment, this worship, this, this real intimate moment of friendship. And then Jesus is like, by the way, y'all, y'all gonna disappoint me. You're all gonna desert me. And I'm sure they're like, hold up. Whoa, whoa, hang on a second. Like, I thought we were having a moment here. We're just singing about you. Waymaker, that's you, Jesus. We're just, we're having this moment. You are good. And we're pointing at you. You know, that's what worship is when you're with Jesus. You are good. And we had a meal. We, you know, we had some bread. We're, we're just hanging out. And now you're just turning on us. And he goes, he says, all of you are going to desert me. All of you. That's a great start to a hike right there. How many know it got awkward from then on? Just got silent, you know? Peter just stormed off on his own, you know? Uh, Judas just stayed behind in case anybody dropped any coins, you know, like it just got awkward from then on. And he says, he says, the scriptures say God will, God will strike the shepherd and he'll, and the sheep will be scattered. But after I'm raised from the dead, I will go ahead of you to Galilee and meet you there. Peter said to him, even if everyone else deserts you, I never will. Peter had a habit of writing checks with his mouth that his body couldn't cash. He's over-promising, and we know he's going to under-deliver. He's like, if everyone else leaves, I'm going to stay. Jesus replied, I tell you the truth, Peter. This very night before the rooster crows, 
twice, you will deny me three times that you even know me. No, Peter declined. I declared, even if I have to die with you, I will never deny you. Peter's like, I'm your ride or die. I don't care where this ride goes. I will die if I have to. Even if I have to die, I will not deny you. And all others vowed the same. They're like, I'm in. I'm with him. Ditto from the back of the group. Ditto. I'm with them. We're in this together. Ride or die, baby. Ride or die. And it says they went up to the Mount, the Olive Grove in verse 32. And Jesus said, sit here while I go and pray. Sit here while I go and pray. He took Peter, James, and John with him and became deeply troubled and distressed. He told them, he said, my soul is crushed with grief to the point of death. Stay here and keep watch with me. Jesus was saying, I'm feeling anxious. I'm feeling stressed. I'm feeling the weight of this. I just need someone to stay with me. I just need someone to be with me. I just need some help right now. He went a little further and fell to the ground and he prayed, if, it's all, if it were possible, the awful hour awaiting him might pass him by, thinking about the cross. Abba, Father, he cried, everything is possible for you. Take this cup of suffering away from me. Yet I want your will to be done, not mine. Then he returned and found the disciples asleep. And he said to Peter, Simon, are you asleep? Couldn't you even watch with me one hour? Keep watch and pray that you'll not give in to temptation. For the spirit is willing, but the body is so weak. Then Jesus left them again and prayed the same prayer as before. And when he returned to them again, he found them sleeping and they couldn't keep their eyes open and they didn't know what to say. When he returned to them the third time, he said, go ahead, just, just sleep, have your rest. But no, no, the time has come. The son of man is betrayed into the hand of sinners. Get up, let's be going. Look, my betrayer is here. And immediately, even as Jesus said this, Judas, one of the 12 disciples, arrived with a crowd of men armed with swords and clubs. And they've been sent by the leading priests and teachers. The traitor, verse 44, the traitor, Judas, had given them a pre-assigned signal. You'll know which one to arrest because I will greet him with a kiss. And then you can take him away under guard. In this moment, Judas betrays Jesus who just earlier was like, I'm your ride or die. I'm with you. Even if I got to die, I'm with you. We're in this together. We got dreams. We got plans. I'm going to stay on this journey. And then Judas gives him up for some money, gives him up for a payday loan, just sells him out, never knowing how high the interest would be for his life. Then we jump down in verse 66. So Judas denied him. Now we jump in here. Now it's Peter's turn. Meanwhile, Peter was in the courtyard below. Jesus is now arrested. He's He's being held on trial. He's being beaten. He's on his way to the cross. He's about to die. And it says, while Peter was in the courtyard below, one of the servant girls who worked for the high priest came by and noticed Peter warming himself at the fire. She looked at him closely and said, you were the one of those with Jesus, weren't you? You were with Jesus of Nazareth. And Peter denied it. I don't know what you're talking about, he said. And he went out into the entryway and then the rooster crowed. When the servant girl saw him standing there, she began telling others, this man is definitely one of them. Look, he's got the merch on. He's got the what would Jesus do bracelet on. Like, he's definitely one of them. But Peter denied it again. And a little later, some other bystanders confronted Peter and said, you must be one of them because you're from the same part of the, of the country, from Galilee. You have to be one of them. You've got to be one of these men. And Peter swore, a curse on me if I'm lying. 
I don't know this man you're talking about. And immediately the rooster crowed a second time. Suddenly, Jesus' words flashed before Peter's mind. Therefore, the rooster crows twice. You will deny me three times. You don't even know me. And he broke down and wept. The disciples couldn't stay with them. Judas betrayed him. Peter denied him. This chapter, I call it the disappointment chapter of Jesus. The disappointment chapter. Today, I want to challenge you. I want to encourage you as we talk about disappointment. Let's pray. Father, I thank you for this morning. I thank you for those tuning in today. Father, we are uh, on a journey as a culture. We're on a journey individually. And my, my prayer today, Lord, is that you would reach through this screen and beyond just a screen, that there would be a moment. Not so much between us as viewers and pastors and preachers, but God, between you and us today. I pray that we would feel your close today. We'd feel your presence today. We pray that your assignment for our lives today would be strengthened because of these few minutes. Holy Spirit, would you do what only you can do? Would you make this word real to us? Would you show us your goodness and would you strengthen us today? Father, bless each one listening in Jesus' name. Amen, amen, amen. Uh, this pandemic, I've seen a lot of people talking about it and maybe you're the same way, is that you're, just, you're streaming a lot of different shows on TV. Some people are working out, some are reading, but so many are just like, I heard one person say, I'm waiting for a Netflix point two, right? Because they finished Netflix. I don't know what you're watching. I'm, I, I watch a lot of documentaries. Nancy is, always sees me watching so many documentaries. And I love the Second World War and First World War. And I, I love learning about other countries and, and, and struggles and great men and women of history and speeches. And the other night I was watching one documentary on this war-torn country that through decades... Uh, different countries have fought over this country. And because of that, of multiple wars and decades of war, that every war and every army left behind landmines. So when one war was done, another army would come in. And because of that, over decades, landmines were left behind. And this, this country was filled with landmines. And this documentary was talking about how kids were getting maimed in landmines and and, and, and people were driving over landmines and farmers as they were trying to bring back the ground and plant crops were, were striking these landmines and the deaths. And the person said something that stood out to me today. Maybe it'll speak to you. He said, the most dangerous place in the world is not standing in a minefield. It's not. He said, the most dangerous place in the world is standing in a minefield that you didn't know was there. The problem is these kids, it wasn't marked as a minefield because the, the war was over and the enemies and the armies were gone and now it looks like a field. And I couldn't help but think about that statement to think it's one thing to know when you're in a minefield and you know you're in danger. It's another thing to think you're in a safe place, to think you're in a normal place, to think it's just a normal week, a normal day, a normal time of your life and you're surrounded by minefields. Disappointment is a landmine in our faith journey. So many times people don't understand that they're standing around landmines that can take out their faith, take out their purpose, take out what God wants to do in this moment in their life. And today I want to speak on the topic of disappointment and the landmine it can be for your life. In Mark chapter 14, Jesus is walking through a minefield of disappointments before he heads to the cross. 
he's getting ready to launch the church. He has his launch team, his dream team. He, he, he's figuring out leadership and structures and infrastructure. He's heading to the cross to die for my sin and your sin. But in the middle of that journey, he's in this, this, this minefield of disappointments. The disciples, they can't stay awake. The, 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 they can't stay focused. They can't stay awake. They can't remember the lessons. And they aren't supporting him. Judas, Judas is betraying him and he's walking away and betraying him. The disciples aren't supporting him. Judas is betraying him, and Peter, Peter's denying him. And these landmines are all around Jesus as he heads towards the cross. And Jesus was disappointed. You even see it as we start that chapter. He's like, you're all going to walk away. Jesus is working through disappointment. He even says in his prayer, God, there's got to be another way. Like, I don't want to go down like this. Like, this is going to be painful. This is going to be too heavy. And Jesus is navigating disappointment. Maybe you can relate to this. Maybe today, if you're in your camper, or maybe if you're in your house, or maybe if you're away on vacation, maybe you're at work taking a break, maybe you're watching this late at night, maybe, maybe you can relate. Maybe 2020 was supposed to be your year. This was supposed to be your year. And then COVID just brought in disappointments for you. The timing was disappointing. The timing of this threw everything off. You had business plans to start a business. Maybe you started a new business or you were going to start a business or maybe this was the year after all this growth and all this infrastructure and new hires that this was the year your business was going to go to another level. Maybe you're disappointed with that. Maybe it's the trips you had planned. Some of you put money down on flights and take your kids on vacation or go on adventure and then this pandemic sets in and you're disappointed because that trip that you've been saving for and working for and dreaming about got postponed or even canceled and now you're out money and it's not gonna work. Maybe it's projects, maybe it's graduations, maybe there's different things in your life and the timing of this has caused you to be disappointed. Maybe others are like, COVID? COVID doesn't seem like anything to me right now. Like that, that's, not, that's not what I'm disappointed about. Maybe it's not that for you. Maybe it's relationships. Maybe people disappointed you. People that you thought were going to be your ride or die. People that you thought were going to stay with you. People that you thought would be with you on this journey aren't with you anymore. And maybe that you're disappointed with relationships. Maybe person didn't keep to that marriage vow. Maybe people that you thought were, 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 were in your corner ended up coming out against you. Maybe there's been a, a, a breakdown somewhere with your teenager or with your parents. I don't know what it is, but maybe your disappointment has a face attached to it and its relationships. Maybe it's not that. Maybe it's yourself. You're like, you know, I got no problem with the pandemic and people. That's fine. But if we're honest today, you're disappointed in yourself. You thought you'd be stronger than the choices you've made recently. You're disappointed with not keeping to those goals or keeping to your word. You're disappointed for not being able to let go of this or hang on to that. Maybe you, you look in the mirror and all you see is disappointment. Are you disappointed today? Today, I want to just help you uh, unpack this uh, passage of Scripture. Three things to do when you're disappointed. I I'm living this. I'm walking through this. I've done this. I will do this. From the life of Jesus, when you're walking through a, a minefield of disappointment, three things to do if you're disappointed today. And I believe God's going to help you. The first thing you're going to do if you're disappointed is get perspective. Get perspective. Disappointment comes from unmet expectations. 
I'm going to say that again. Disappointment comes from unmet expectations. You were expecting something to go down a certain way. You were expecting something to happen. You were expecting someone to do something. And when uh, uh, expectations were not met, disappointments come in. When that trip couldn't happen, when that business didn't launch, when that person didn't do what they said they were going to do, when expectations aren't met, disappointment sets in. Perspective helps you if you're disappointed. It keeps your eyes on the why, not the who or what. We are passionate as a church about purpose, about God's purpose for our life, for our church. I want to remind you today that if you're disappointed, you've got to get your eyes back on the why and off of the who and the what. Jesus knew this truth. In fact, in Hebrews 12.1, we see this passage, and it says this, Therefore, we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses of faith. Watch this. It says, let us strip off every weight that slows us down, especially the sin that so easily traps us up. So there are landmines. There are things taking us out that want to take us out. It says, get rid of that stuff. And how do we do that? It says, let us run with endurance the race that God has set before us. How do we do this? How do we get rid of these disappointments, these landmines, these traps, these weights? Verse 2, we do this by keeping our eyes on Jesus the champion who initiates and perfects our faith. Another version says the author and the finisher of our faith. How do we do this? You keep your eyes on your purpose. What's our purpose? Jesus Christ. Jesus knew this. Watch this. It says this in the last part of that verse. It says, keep your eyes on Jesus, the champion of our faith. Because of the joy awaiting him, he endured the cross, disregarding its shame. Do you see that right there? Because of the joy set before him, he endured the cross. In that moment, Jesus, in Mark chapter 14 and 15, when he's disappointed, it says that Jesus, the, the, the author says to us, listen, you keep your eyes on Jesus in this season. Get a perspective. No matter what you're going through, no matter what weight, whatever landmine, whatever disappointment, keep your eyes on Jesus. Keep your eyes on the right perspective. And that's what Jesus did. In the middle of disappointment of the disciples, not staying uh, uh, focused with him, with Jesus, G, uh, Judas betraying him and Peter denying him, it says, Jesus, it says, because of the joy set before him, he was focused. What was he focused on? He was focused on us. Do you see that there? We focus on Jesus and he focuses on us. That is the purpose. That is our why. I've realized in disappointment, we have to get the right perspective. The proper perspective moved Jesus through disappointment and it will move you and me. He was focused on the cross and it moved him through the garden. He was so focused on our gain, it moved him through his own pain. Perspective changes things when we're disappointed. So many times you want to focus on what's happened. You want to focus on your pain. But I've realized in this season of disappointment, if you're going through something, get the right perspective. Focus on the purpose God has for your life. Focus on the joy he has in your life. Focus on the plan he has for your life. Get a focus, get the right perspective, and it'll move you from the garden to the cross. It'll move you from the pain to the gain. It says, put our eyes on Jesus just like Jesus put his eyes on us and it moved him through disappointment. Jesus is our why. Your assignment, I want to encourage you, church, your assignment is bigger than this hurt. 
Some of you are dealing with some real disappointment. Your assignment is bigger than this hurt. Your potential is too important to stop here. Just get some perspective today. This is a season. Disappointment is a moment, but get a perspective. It's bigger than this. It's bigger than that disappointment. It's bigger than that business. It's bigger than that trip. It's bigger than that person. It's too important to stop here. Nelson Mandela, the great hero from South Africa, said this. He said, where you stand depends on where you sit. I thought of it this way. You can't sit in disappointment and stand in victory. Where you stand depends on where you sit. I'm so thankful Jesus didn't sit down in that garden and say, I'm staying in this disappointment. Why? Because if he had sat in the garden, he never would have stood on that cross. Where you sit today determines where you stand tomorrow. Wherever you are today, get a perspective and understand that God has victory in your life. It's bigger than this. It's bigger than the moment you're in. It's bigger. Second thing to do if you're dealing with disappointment today. Number two is prepare. Prepare. Preparation. Preparation. I thought this this week, and I never thought this way before. Preparation is hope in action. Did you see that? Preparation is hope in action. See, you can't prepare for the past. You can't even prepare for the present. It's too late. If you're going through something, you can't prepare. If, if, if all of a sudden you're in a moment where you need to be strong, it's too late then to bring out the curls and the dumbbells and start working out. If you're running for your life, it's too late to do cardio then. If something goes wrong and you need some money, it's too late to save then. Why? Because preparation is always future sense. It's hope in action. It's, it's forward focused. Disappointment wants you to stop preparing. See, you can't prepare for the past. Some of us are so focused on the past, you can't prepare for what happened yesterday. It's already done. You can't even prepare for it today. Preparation is hope in action. When you learn, when you train, when you plan, when you study, when you prepare, it forces you to stop looking backwards and it stops you from forcing, it stops you from looking inward and it forces you to look forward. Preparation moves you from the disappointment you are in until the story that is next. When you prepare, it forces you to stop looking back. So many people are looking back and so many people are looking inward. Well, I don't, I, I don't feel loved. I don't feel valued. I don't feel seen. I feel like that was supposed to be my year. They were supposed to stay in this marriage. That trip was supposed to happen. That business should have, and we start looking inward or we look back going, that could have been. You remember when? Remember when we started that? Remember when we walked down that aisle? Remember when they said, and we look back. Preparation forces you to turn your head from looking back. It forces you to lift your head from looking in and it makes you look forward. Preparation is hope in action. And never underestimate the power of hope. Jesus in, in Mark chapter 14, in verse 35 and 36. I love this. It says here in verse 35 and 36. It says that he, he went in, it says he went a little further and fell on the ground and prayed. If it was possible that the offer hour awaiting him might pass him by. But he said, Abba, Father, he cried out, everything is possible for you. Take this cup of suffering away from me. Yet, I want your will to be done, not mine. 
in that moment, Jesus wanted to deal with the disappointment knowing the disciples couldn't stay awake. He knew Judas was going to betray him. He knew Peter was going to walk away. And in that moment of disappointment, what did he do? He started preparing his character, his obedience, his strength. He started preparing his life for the cross that was happy. He said, you know what? I, I could be disappointed right now. This is too heavy. But, 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 your will be done, not mine. He said, no, no, I need to prepare myself because if I'm going to do this, I've got to get stronger in my obedience. So God, I submit to you. He started preparing himself because if he could say yes in the garden, he'd say yes on the cross. If he said no in the garden, he never would have made the cross. Jesus started preparing himself. He prepared for the next day and refused to get stuck in the disappointment of that day. He trained his submission, his obedience, his emotions for what was coming. Beyond the betrayal that was minutes away, beyond the denial that was hours away, he was pre preparing, please don't miss this, he was preparing to carry a cross, not an attitude. So many people are bitter. So many people are angry. So many people are, yeah, but you just got to understand. And they have this edge to them. I'm so thankful Jesus prepared to carry the cross, not an attitude. He said, this assignment on my life is worth it, but it's not easy. I'm strong, but I'm not strong enough to carry an attitude and a cross. He was preparing to carry a cross, not an attitude, to hold our sin, not a grudge. He says, no, 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 I'm going to hold your sin. I'm going to hold your future. I'm going to hold the plans I have for you. Not unforgiveness, not a grudge. Listen, if you're disappointed today, understand preparation moves you from where you are to where God wants you to be. Preparation puts hope into action. Start preparing today. What about us? Are you consumed with the pain of the past or are you training for tomorrow? I'm not going to get super unspiritual in this moment, but some of you just simply need to go buy a new book. Why? Because you got to start thinking, I need to train myself for what's coming. Start preparing yourself. Pre preparation moves you from what you're stuck in, and it's hope in action. You need to buy a new book. You need to download, some of you need to download a new workout app. Going, I'm just, I just need to start thinking forward. I need to get a new, I need to get a running app or a push-up app. I need to go uh, watch a YouTube clip on some working thing. You just need to do something that's forward thinking because you're stuck in this moment. Some of you need to sign up for a new class online. Some of you need to learn a new skill, study a new topic, start a new devotional plan, start a new devotion, uh, a prayer plan. You need to do something that is training and preparing. Why? It lifts your head up and moves you forward for what God has for you next. Because what's next is determined on what you do now. Preparation changes things. There's more for us to do. Some of you need to hear that today. There's more for your life. I don't care if you're 20, 60, or 80. There's more for you to do. And where you stand tomorrow determines where you sit today. Where are you sitting today? Sit in a place of preparation. Start preparing yourself. It moves your spirit. It moves your heart. Some of you need to go buy a new book. You need to download a new app. You need to sign up for that class. You need to go reach out for new friendships. You need to prepare yourself for what God has for you next. Third thing, if you're struggling with disappointment today, first one was perspective. Second thing was to prepare. But if you want to get through disappointment, move out of disappointment, and the disappointment is real. But if you want to move past, number three is participate. Participate. In Canada, I grew up, and maybe you guys saw this too, there used to be these commercials for participation. 
and people in really like, like, like crazy like uh, uh, workout clothes and jumpsuits. And it's all about getting off your coach. I remember being on my coach as a teenager going, no, no thanks. I don't want to participate in this. And they're like, come on, let's spend the next 30 seconds doing jumping jacks, doing push-ups. And you had, you had uh, th- these two uh, body fit people. I didn't know what they were called, Hal and Joanne. Remember, anybody remember Hal and Joanne? Where are my Canadians in this place? I need some hands up on the live stream. You remember Hal and Joanne? Come on, the most fit people. They were so happy to work out. I remember being 15, eating cheesies, going, nope, I'm not participating. Next. And when I buy next, I mean I had a remote that had a cable attached to it to my TV because that's how old I am. Participate. If you're feeling disappointment today, you notice that all these points start with P because I'm a preacher, but I actually believe in the power of participating. Disappointment wants to disconnect you from the journey. Please hear that today. Disappointment wants to disconnect you just unplug from the journey. Disappointment wants to make you stop. Listen, it promises you healing, but it only delivers regret. Disappointment says, I'm just going to stop for a minute. I'm just going to let myself heal. That one hurt. Disappointment with that friend group. I'm disappointment pointed with uh, that business deal. I'm disappointed with this moment. You know what? Let's just cancel 2020. It's not my year. No one wants to see your year-end highlights. Just so you know, when December comes around, no one wants to see the highlights from this year. Let's just cancel the year. I heard people even saying, it doesn't even count on my age. I'm just not even going to count this year on my age. Why? Because I'm done. I'm just going to stop. It's going to stop. And disappointment promises healing going, when you feel better, then you can keep going. Just, I'm just going to stop. I'm not going to reach out to anybody. I'm not going to have friends. I'm not going to get involved in church. I'm not going to start a business. I'm not going to go to that school. I'm not going to do, I'm just going to stop. It promises you healing going, you'll feel better. Just take a moment, just isolate, disconnect, go inward, just go into a cocoon and heal. It promises you healing, but all it delivers is regret. It just delivers regret. Here's what my challenge for you today. I'm living this. I've lived this is serve through disappointment participate, stay active, serve through disappointment. Jesus in Mark chapter 16, I love this. In Mark chapter 16, Jesus died on the cross. The disciples walked away. Judas betrayed him. Peter denied him. He's now risen from the dead. They go to the tomb. The women go to the tomb because the women always follow instructions. You ever notice that? Guys get distracted. So they listened. And there they meet an angel who is acting on behalf of heaven, behalf of God himself, on behalf of Jesus. And watch this. As they entered the tomb and they saw a young man clothed in white sitting on the right side. The women were shocked. But the angel said, don't be alarmed. You are looking for Jesus of Nazareth who was crucified. He isn't here. He is risen from the dead. Look, this is where they laid his body. Now go and tell the disciples, including Peter, that Jesus is going ahead of you to Galilee. You will see him there just as he told you before he died. Do you see that right there? Verse seven. Go tell his disciples, including Peter. The angel speaking for heaven, speaking for Jesus himself, said, listen, go tell everybody, go tell the disciples, but make sure you tell Peter. 
Like you got, listen, you're going to tell everybody, this is going to go viral, but make sure you spend extra time grabbing Peter by the face, looking him in the eyes and saying, stay involved, stay connected. It's not done. Isn't it interesting that Jesus loved the one that disappointed him the most? You see that there? He said, go to, he didn't say, go tell the disciples, go tell the city. He said, tell the disciples who, who left me, who didn't stay with me, who weren't strong enough or focused enough or couldn't remember enough, tell them. And by the way, make sure Peter knows. It's really important to me that Peter knows. See, Jesus knew something that we need to know today. In order to get Peter to his moment in Acts, remember this moment that's gonna happen? Peter stands up in front of a crowd, thousands, and preaches the Jesus he denied, the Jesus that he walked away from. In just a few chapters, in just a few moments, a few weeks, he's gonna stand in front of thousands and talk about not just knowing Jesus, but devoted to Jesus. And Jesus knew if he was gonna get Peter to that moment in Acts, he had to keep him participating in the journey. So tell Peter he's not done. Tell Peter, I'm not dead and I'm not done with him. Stay active, stay involved, stay connected, stay the course, keep going. Why? Because don't get disappointed. Has anyone ever disappointed you? Maybe that person just didn't reciprocate the relationship you thought they would. Maybe that business deal that they promised you they'd sign off on and they'd be there and make it happen, they backed out, maybe. Maybe that marriage, has anybody disappointed you? Have you been disappointed? Yeah, me too. Yeah, I've been disappointed. Have you ever disappointed somebody? I know I have. See, that's the fascinating thing about this is that we're all dis- we've all dealt disappointment and we all deal disappointment. But when you participate and stay connected and stay invested and stay involved in the journey, miracles happen. Here's my challenge today on the Sunday morning. Keep running towards Jesus and his call for your life. Keep running, stay connected. If you can't run, walk, just keep moving. If you can't walk, crawl, just keep moving. There's different paces for people It's not about how fast you're going. It's the direction you're going in. Just keep moving. Don't stop. Participate. Jesus kept going through his disappointment. Peter was disappointed in Jesus. You said you were going to bring a new kingdom. You said you were the Messiah. I thought you were going to turn this whole thing upside down. You said all these things. And now you're dead? He was disappointed in Jesus. He was disappointed himself. Can't believe I said I'd never leave you. I'm your ride or die. And then a little girl, a teenage girl confronted me and I, I, I crumbled. He was disappointed himself, but Peter kept going. He kept going through his own disappointment of others and, and, and knowing he disappointed his savior. He kept going. And because he participated, he refused to be eliminated. He refused to be canceled. It set him up for the opportunity to change the world. Are you stuck in disappointment today? Get your perspective right. Get your eyes on Jesus. Because his eyes are on you. Some of you feel like you've, you've failed Jesus. you failed your faith. His eyes are on you.
Some of you feel like people have disappointed you or maybe the season disappointed you or maybe businesses have disappointed you. Get your eyes on Jesus. Get the right perspective today. Prepare. Some of you are so busy looking backwards, you need some hope and action. Start preparing. Well, that, 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 that skill didn't work out. That trade didn't work out. That, that did. Go read something new. Go study something new. Go sign up for something new. Go for a new walk around the neighborhood. Go talk to a new friend. Start building something new. Prepare yourself and let your mind get off the past and get off yourself and get towards the plan that God has for your life. And lastly, participate. You gotta participate. Get in it. My mother always said growing up, it's a lot easier to steer a moving car than a parked car. My son's 16, he's learning how to drive and I can only teach him how to steer once we get moving. Listen, God wants you to keep moving. He wants to steer you to opportunities and moments. There are miracles in this year. Miracles for others are gonna happen through your life. There's opportunities and moments. Just stay connected, stay invested, stay involved. Participate in God's plan for your life. Don't stop, don't get stuck because God has more for you. Today, if you're dealing with disappointment, I wanna pray for you. This year may be unparalleled. It's a challenging year, but there are moments that God wants to use in your life and my life if we stay the course understand that disappointment doesn't need to get us stuck. That God has more for us. If that's you today, I want to pray. Father, I pray, thank you for your word today. Jesus, I'm so thankful that through your disappointment of those closest to you, the ones, those that you gave your life for figuratively and literally, the ones that you poured years night after night, week after week, year after year into loving and helping and grooming and building. And they walked away, they denied and they betrayed. I'm so thankful you didn't stop, Lord Jesus, in that moment. I'm thankful you didn't sit in the garden in your disappointment, but you moved on to the cross to carry on your purpose. Father, I pray you would help us today. I pray for those that are navigating disappointment, maybe from a marriage or maybe from their kids. Maybe their young adult children aren't, aren't living the life that they thought they would. Maybe there's choices. Maybe they're disappointed with themselves. Maybe they went back to that habit or that person that was abusive. Maybe they've, they, they, they've given up on things that they said they'd never give up on. Father, I pray right now in this moment that, Father, you would pull out disappointment and, Father, you would change our perspective. God, would you move us from this moment? Would you move us from the failed moments where we've been hurt or hurt others and would you get our eyes up and see the purpose on our life God I pray right now you would just move in and put hope in action I pray they start preparing new dreams would start to happen old dreams would be relit I pray a moment would happen God I pray we would move from this moment and not stay in this moment I pray for strength that we would put our eyes on you Lord Jesus the author the perfecter the finisher of our faith Jesus, you're not dead and you're not done. And we may be disappointed, but we're not done today. Jesus, would you help our focus today? And God, I'm asking that you would help us get connected and involved. If it's at their place of work, I pray that they get connected. If it's their church, that they would re-engage. If it's in that marriage that they're in, even the person's upstairs even now or at work or maybe even across the living room, that there'd be another level of engagement of, I'm going to engage this marriage again. I'm going to engage my children again. I'm going to stay connected. I'm going to participate in this moment. God, we thank you that your plan for us is good. 
Thank you, God, that you can heal. Time doesn't heal. Jesus, you do. I thank you, God, for your healing right now. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen, church, we love you. I'm believing today you're gonna move from disappointment into purpose that God has for you. Come on, as we close today, sing this song and let Jesus just solidify what he's doing in your heart right now.